0: 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.
1: In Canada's response to COVID-19, the focus of a new study by the Fraser Institute, it looked at nearly... 200 countries and their experiences with and responses to COVID-19 and it found that Canada ranked poorly compared to other industrialized countries in a number of key areas. The author of the report is economics professor at Lakehead University and senior fellow at the Fraser Institute, Dr. Livio DiMatteo. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Jalen. How are things in Thunder Bay, my old stomping grounds? I miss that city.
0: (laughs) Oh, Thunder Bay's uh, doing well. Uh, The weather has actually been good the last few days, and uh, we're looking forward to summer.
1: Nice, nice. Well, you know what, doctor, Let's take a look at what this study found uh, and we'll start with when it you know when it comes to lowering mortality rates and reducing uh, transmission. we'll start with the lockdowns. Every country uh, really around the world handled them differently. What did what did you learn about what worked and what didn't work?
0: Well, uh, the lockdowns were in the absence of vaccines and uh, shortages of equipment. Uh, such as PPE uh, were a, a necessary measure, and in the uh, immediate uh, response to the pandemic uh, in 2020 uh, worked. The the best lockdowns were basically short, sharp, and uh, well-defined in terms of what the expectations were in the rules. However, as the year wore on, um, it it, it seems apparent that, um, you know, if you had a successful lockdown uh, at the beginning, uh, you tended to uh, do pretty much better for the rest of the year. However, uh, if your initial lockdown didn't go as well, subsequent lockdowns didn't, really do as much as you might have expected them to do so uh, early enforced uh, stringent lockdowns worked well more protracted lockdowns were, were much less effective
1: interesting now yeah i think when w- when we think about canada we think about uh, you know great health care and the healthcare system that sort of thing and, and you took a look at um at the access to hospital beds and uh high rates of testing and how how important that was at reducing transmission and lowering mortality rates but i'm curious to know we'll, we'll start before we get to the hospital beds because i think that's really interesting as well but Let's talk about the testing. How did how did Canada fare when it came to that?
0: Well, it's, uh, it's always the case. It depends on who you want to compare us to, but uh, mm-hmm. our best comparators are the uh, 35 IMF advanced economies. Uh, and of those, we ranked uh, 26th out of 35. So we were oh. almost borderline in the bottom third in terms of mm-hmm. the number of tests. And uh, why is that important? Well, that's important because... Um, the more testing you did, the more cases you uncovered. And eventually, not only did it result in a decline in cases, it's sort of like a, almost like a little hump-shaped uh, relationship, but it also affected your mortality. So once you reach the sort of optimal amount or peak amount of testing, tests beyond that, uh, every 100,000 tests beyond that peak, uh, basically reduced deaths by about 21 deaths per million. So the more tests you did, uh, basically, the more cases you uncover, the more you got the virus under control, and ultimately, uh, the fewer deaths that you would have from it. So that, that was the case with testing. Uh, there was a, a strong and significant correlation there. And in hospital beds, there was also a very strong and significant correlation. Uh, again, just looking at the entire world and looking at the relationship, uh, each additional uh, bed per thousand, uh, reduced deaths by just over 31 deaths per million. So that may not seem like a lot, but you have to understand that even within the IMF countries, these are the advanced economies, which yeah. you know, have excellent health systems. There's a really big range uh, in beds per thousand. So among those 35 countries, uh, they range from a high of about 13 Per thousand in japan uh to about 2.2 in sweden and canada came in there at 32nd out of 35 countries at 2.5 so i mean if you'd had you know double the number of beds uh in a sense it would have had a, a greater impact on the uh, uh on the mortality uh from covid so i mean it, it, it was also an important factor
1: when, when we looked back, there was a lot of talk about uh, the experience, um, you know, the SARS experience what, way back in 2002, 2004, and, and what countries learned from that. And, and I remember a lot of conversations over the past uh, number of months saying, hey, you know, w- we did, Canada did learn a lot uh, from that experience, but your study suggests maybe otherwise,
0: well, Canada probably did learn a lot, but it didn't seem to retain it very well and uh, didn't implement uh, as much as it could have. I mean, about 30 countries uh, had at least one case of SARS or more uh, circa 2004. And of those, five were very heavily affected, uh, relatively speaking. They had 100 or more cases of SARS and those five countries. Uh, were China, uh, Hong Kong SAR, which we were treating as a separate jurisdiction, uh, Taiwan, uh, Singapore, and Canada. So uh, those five countries altogether statistically had uh, significantly fewer COVID cases per million compared to countries that did not experience SARS. However... Within those five countries, there's actually an interesting range of experiences. Uh, China, Hong Kong, Taiwan, and Singapore, uh, basically had 1 to 22 deaths per million. Canada had close to 500. And so Canada is a definite outlier. I mean, compared to the IMF countries, Canada is in the bottom third in terms of deaths per million and cases per million. So, I mean, we, we tend to look very good relative to say the United States or Belgium, but compared to the countries that uh, experienced SARS more intensely, we, we did not do as well. Um, we do not appear to have learned the lessons of SARS. Uh, in, in the wake of SARS, Taiwan, for example, uh, established a sort of national um, uh, pandemic uh, command center to do with future pandemics, and they uh, responded very quickly when this one began. Uh, Canada uh, was caught uh, with inadequate supplies of PPE. It uh, deactivated its uh, global public health intelligence network quietly in the years before, and... Um, they eroded our, our manufacturing vaccine capacity. I mean, if you look at it all together, um, we seem to have experienced SARS. We wrote lots of reports. We spent a lot of public health uh, in the period after SARS, but we didn't learn much from it. And, um, you know, it's a good question as to why that is. I, I think uh, we, along with the other countries got a bit complacent i mean we got through sars in 2004 we got through h1n1 in 2009 you know ebola was another uh serious uh yeah. situation but nothing really happened here so you know I, I i think a lot of uh policy makers and decision makers decided well you know uh we're immune to this kind of stuff uh, we've beaten it and uh they were willing to, to let the pandemic stores uh, run down and deactivate the pandemic early warning system, s- and uh, they've gotten burned quite severely.
1: So, what, so what do we take from from this experience? This experience from the past 15 months, and and from what from what your study shows, and 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 how can we move forward? What do we need to take away from this report, and 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 learn from what we've just been or what we are going through? Well, how can I, we I use think we this most- moving forward?
0: the The most important lesson of the pandemic is you have to learn from the pandemic um, for, for some reason, uh, politicians tend to be focused on just the immediate future, usually the next election. Uh, the public tends to have a short memory, so I guess the the real lesson is how do you uh, take steps or actions? uh that lead to meaningful change in dealing with future events of this nature it, it's not impossible it does happen i mean australia and new zealand have dealt with the pandemic reasonably well you can say sure they're islands and they had an advantage but our, our deaths uh the a large chunk of them were concentrated in long-term care homes we yep. did not prepare those either we really did not seem to do very well there um taiwan managed to deal with the pandemic reasonably well they they learned their lesson so how can we take a lesson and but also not just study it to death but also take steps to prevent future deaths
1: Mm -hmm. interesting stuff you can read uh, more on the report at FraserInstitute.org. dr livio di mateo thank you for joining me this afternoon i appreciate your time and your insight fascinating stuff